You artists have a special relationship to beauty. Beauty, like truth, brings joy to the human heart. Beauty is an invitation to savor life and a dream of the future. Beauty is a key to the mystery and a call to transcendence. Beauty is the vocation bestowed on you by the Creator. And the gift of artistic talent. None can sense more deeply than you, artists. Ingenious creators of beauty that you are. That beauty will save the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to JP2 Radio. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Letter to Artists a new show here on the station where we interview with students, faculty, and alumni from local San Diego Catholic College, John Paul the Great Catholic University. We talk about these, these experiences as Catholic artists and their encounter with Christ through that unique artistic calling. I'm your host, Bailey Garland, coming to you live from the vault here at the university. And of course, we start this show as we start all of the episodes in this series, which are inspired by our namesake, John Paul II, who wrote an, ex- an encyclical, titled Letter to Artists, where he shares golden nuggets of wisdom like this one, which will be guiding our conversation today. So are you ready? JP2 says, works of art speak of their authors. They enable us to know their inner life and they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. So we'll be reflecting on that during our very fun show on screenwriting today. First, we are going to be talking with Bella Lake. Later, we are going to be talking to Jacob Woodward, a senior screenwriting and directing major at JP Catholic University, who is exploring what it means to take that inner life that JP2 mentioned and bring it to life on paper and then to the screen. But first, as I mentioned, we have Bella Lake here with us in the studio, who is also a senior screenwriting student with some big ambitions. She just actually had her first feature film length screenplay produced. So that's an incredible accomplishment. So she's going to talk all about that and the writing and pitching of the script as well as the process of her work. So we're going to talk all about that soon. So let's dive in. Welcome, Bella. Hello, Bailey. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited about this. This whole radio show. It's so cool. Isn't it so cool? I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Why don't we just start in a prayer? Would you mind leading us in one? I would love to. All right. Uh, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's start with in our Father. Um, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Lord, please just um, guide us today in this radio show where we hope to bring people in our university, but also outside of our university, closer to God. And um, I pray that we just have a really fun time today. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I oh, hope thank you. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. Oh my gosh. So yes, let's let's dive right in. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Bella. Okay. So um, I, as she said, I'm a uh, senior screenwriting student here at JP Catholic, and um, I hail from NorCal. What else is there about me? I came to JP Catholic because I love Catholicism and of course I'm Catholic. Praise <laughs> be to God. So sorry. And um, I I actually didn't come here as a screenwriter. I came here as an illustration uh, student, actually animation, then illustration. It's been a whole journey. Oh my gosh, um, that's great. So how did um, how did that look for you then? You you came in as an animation first, is that what you said? Yeah. Animation. Um, how did you how did that change? What did that look like? 
So um, my entire life, I've really been into like drawing and I, I really just actually, okay, so actually I went to Franciscan University because I was kind of afraid to go to like a very distinct film school. Like I was kind of nervous that, um, you know, I wouldn't love it. And I was nervous that it wasn't my calling. So I decided to go to a, um, a more liberal arts school to get different training in different subjects that I was interested in. Um, but then, you know, I was like, I, I was trying to take art classes there and it really wasn't working out. So um, I came here and it was just like so fantastic. I love it here. But I was still interested in like animation. Uh, but I'd never done it before. So it was more just like, well, this is a field that's really growing right now and it has a lot to do with art, obviously. So I thought I'd give it a try, but I literally took Photoshop and Illustrator and I loved that class, but I was like, I can never do this. That's amazing. So, <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, maybe I'll change to Illustration. And then I kind of realized I wasn't super passionate about drawing anymore, but I always wrote stories. I loved writing stories with all the drawings that I did. And so I took a Professor Riley class and um, I never really went back. I loved it. It was so fun. And I loved learning so much about how to make a good story. And it was still in the in the film industry, obviously, which I wanted to go into. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it how it all happened. That's That's really here. That's really actually kind of interesting because I think it's cool that you went from like physically drawing and creating characters Mm -hmm. in animation and illustration like that's your main focus and now you're just doing it in black and white in in words instead of images and I think that it's kind of crazy how the Lord takes us like he plants little seeds and then waters them waters them waters them until we find the right soil to start you know yeah you know you're you're definitely right like and when I was drawing I always I always had these visions of stories that my characters would go through but I always felt this longing of like I want to be able to bring them into a story, but just drawing one picture doesn't capture that. And then I realized like, what am I doing? I, I need to write, I need to make stories. It's not just like, I don't know. It's not just drawing characters. It's making their stories come to life. That is so cool. Yeah. And I've always loved writing. Like I was always good at it. So I was like, "Ah." I don't know. It's humbling. The Lord is just like, this is right here in front of you. You're good at writing. Right. Why don't you do it? And finally, he bonked me over the head. And I'm grateful for Professor Riley for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professor Riley, he's one of our, our professors here at JP Catholic, and he's been an immense blessing, I think, to everyone you oh ask. Oh, my gosh. Everyone he, just loves him. They would say that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So why don't you take us through the process of screenwriting a little bit then? What does that look like? Um, writing a story in a format that goes on to the screen either as a tv script or a movie and so um, there's a lot of steps that you have to take because it's very um particular it's not like a novel it's not a poem it's not something that you can it's very um formatted i would say so um it's probably one of the most difficult writing um, pieces that you can make. So there's a lot of steps involved to make it like as perfect as possible. And um, kind of what we begin with is uh, usually a treatment. Um, well, I mean, first you think of 
your story and what we learn is, you know, the eight essential story points where you take your character through the story up until from the fi- the first image to the very the, the climax of the film. And um, they're about like 120 pages usually, fe- like feature film scripts. So you start with a treatment where you talk about your your story, the, the plot of it. I don't like the word plot, but for the sake of that, a lot of people understand plot, so I'm going to use that. So you talk about the plot, you talk about your character, what their growth is, and also you definitely want to talk about like how this movie can make it in the industry. That's really important. Oh, wow. Um, so you start with that, and then usually you go to a beat sheet, which is 40 points in the story um, that have some sort of change for your character. And so those are 40 beats explaining a little more in depth, like the character, the main character, or? Yeah, it's they're like plot points, okay. um, but each one, they're not scenes like necessarily, but... They are points of um, major change in the story. The story is always driven by the character, so that's why I say it's a change that the character makes. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. When you're writing for the screen, what does the format look like Look like that it would make it different from writing for a novel? Mm, okay. Well, I haven't really written any novels, <laughs> but um, I think so... A novel, it can be very stagnant with character and with the action. It can be a lot more emotional and go into the feelings and the heart of the person. But um, film is a visual medium. So you have to be able to show your character growing. And that's that's a really important part is in novels, you don't necessarily have to have a character who grows a lot. Um, and... I mean, that's not really a story in my book, but, (laughs) you know, novels are their own thing. But with scripts, um, like I said, they're very formatted. You have to have very specific times of change in it, like the climax, the midpoint, the, and those are all out of order, but. um, And that would be for like the pacing of the story. Exactly. Like you, because it's a visual medium and especially in film, I don't do, I haven't really done a lot of TV writing but with film you know you have your audience for an hour and a half to two hours usually and you have to keep them captivated so it's not like a book where you can just read a little bit put it down come back after thinking about it and then read it more um it's all in one go so and I mean also but like with dialogue you know they're hearing everything their senses it's all you know sensory whereas with reading you're just using your eyes right. and then like and imagining it imagine, for yourself exactly but um you know with film you kind of have to do everything for them that's a really good <laughs> distinction to make i i haven't thought about it necessarily like that is that with you know other things it is you're painting a picture in, in black and white whereas for screen you have to really be intentional about the things you choose to make it practical and producible and yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit but um that is that's really interesting. I wanted to actually, I was thinking of um, the JP2 excerpt that we read. And so just as a little reminder, we were talking about, uh, he says that works of art speak to their authors. And so I'm guessing as a screenwriter, some of your stories, you know, reflect you. Yeah. Um, in kind of what way have you felt that your stories 
can act for as a mirror for yourself or for humanity? Oh man, that's a loaded question. Um, okay, so well, first of all, I haven't really written that many scripts because you know, and we'll get into this later. But with the feature film, um, that was like my first major one, and I'd only written a few before that. But all of the small stories that I've written that haven't made it into a script. Um, they mostly just reflect like my beliefs as a Catholic, but also just as I grow up, like they're very, um, what's that genre? It's like coming of age. Mm. Um, yes. And Those are the sweetest. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, what I really care about, which is like family and God. Um, <laughs> How it reflects me, I guess I, because I I really care about like friendship and um and I always I always write about at least two characters like interacting with each other, and um because I I've grown to be a lot more like extroverted, so what I really care about now when while I'm at JP Catholic is writing about friendship and also like I really care about the dynamic between like guys and girls which is um not just romantically but just like friendship wise because um like growing up in my faith that was really a um kind of a difficult subject for me because you know I really I really struggled a lot with um especially like St. Paul's teachings about like men and women and their roles um so that's kind of like what I focus my stories on because I think it's so interesting. And, um, you know, I've also seen that just a lot in a lot of media, like they don't really portray men and women's friendships well, and they don't portray like relationships, even romantic ones. Well, um, so I think my stories like to answer your question, um, they reflect me in like what I believe about those relationships because that's really the stories that I want to tell I mean I'm I love writing like rom-coms um but I guess how I like to make them different is reflecting how I feel about it which is you know I want to portray love and sacrifice right um which has to do also with my faith of course yeah um and that's like I think mainly that's what I care about writing um just because yeah I'm like mainly a romance writer um but you know what comes with that is friendship and love and trust and that's just really what I care about talking about. Oh I about. think that's beautiful I mean especially since I think there is such room for exploration through our own writings on other people's writings so yeah I just that was that was really beautiful really quick here I actually want to um do a little reset. If you're just tuning in with us now, you're listening to Letter to Artists on JP2 Radio. This is your host, Bailey Garland, in the vault with screenwriter Bella Lake. We are just about to dive deeper into um, the JP2 quote from his Letter to Artists. So you're joining at a great time. Here it is again for all of you tuning in now. JP2 says, works of art speak of their authors. They enable us to know their inner life. And they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. Wow, can we just, actually I'm kind of hit by that. Can we just like stop for a moment and meditate on that? Because there's just something so beautiful and consoling that art reflects the interior life of the human. And I, 
I just think about, you know, God became flesh and as Jesus. So you are the interior reflection of God. I mean, we are humans of math, like we are the masterpiece <laughs> of God, of an all powerful and creative and good God. And if he's the ultimate creator and we are his creation, oh my gosh, I just am like really moved by that right now. There's, there's something and we are someone of beauty. Um, so I just, I don't know if someone's out there today and needed to know that they are beautiful creation of God. Uh, you tuned into the right episode. Know that this is the Lord reminding you that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Um, anyway, I could go on about that, but um, we've got Bella Lake in the studio with us today. And so I kind of want to dive more into, we've been mentioning uh, her feature film length screenplay he produced and teasing that a little bit. So why don't we just dive right into that? And Bella, tell us the whole process from the first writings until the final wrap of the actual production. Oh boy, it has been a long day like journey and it's been very exciting very stressful Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um it's beautiful you know it's it's a whole new thing for me because I really jumped into screenwriting and then all of a sudden they were like announcing that they were having the feature film program and it was the first one and I had no idea what I was doing I'd never written a feature-length film and I'd only written just a handful of even short oh wow scripts yeah so I was like oh gosh I don't even the Lord is so good amen he just like he just like showed me I he just he told me I could do this and um I was like okay no matter what I'm just going to trust that this is a good process to help me you know even within my career right just in school and you know growing in my in this new you know, field of art that I, I'm just starting to explore. And it's just such a great opportunity. Um, so I hadn't been planning on writing a feature length film. I was just, you know, just starting out. I wanted to write some short scripts. So I really kind of threw myself into the deep end when they announced it. Um, so I started writing the, so what they wanted first was the eight essential story points. Um, so I wrote those out for, Uh, my story. And uh, I really didn't like it. I really struggled with it a lot because, you know, again, the eight essential story points are very formatted. And so you have to like mold your story to, you know, line up with those story points. And mine wasn't. But finally, like 20 minutes before the deadline was, I got it done and I was like, okay, I'm just, this probably is awful and I'm just going to submit it and it's going to be fine. Like, you know, whatever happens, happens. The Lord is on my side and we're just going to go for it. So basically, I think like maybe a month later, they announced who I think like the 10 people were that they were going to have pitch at the pitch night. Um, at that night and I was chosen as one of them so I was already like oh my gosh there's no way like and you had to and pitching means like you were up there in front of you know judges yeah and the whole student body Mm -hmm. explaining you know what your story was and yeah and you know I've I've always been not loving public speaking um especially in like a live audience so uh that was definitely Mm nerve-wracking um funny thing is it's like as soon as you get up there you're like okay I'm fine 
like it's just the buildup of anxiety. Start, right. Yeah, you start and then, you know, your just passion for your story comes out and that's yeah, just that's like beautiful. it just electrifies the audience and that gave me more confidence. So And you believed in the story you were telling, you know, that was yes. the, that was the whole thing was like you had you just let the story do the work because you you believed in it and mm -hmm. it was like this needs to be told. Yes, that's I loved it because even though it was tough and it was hard to put it in the eight essential story points and write it as a script, um, you know, the whole time I believed in what I was telling and I believed in the story and I believed God was putting me here to tell that story because I knew it needed to be told, especially in Hollywood, um, not just like a small Catholic school. Right. So um, that kind of kept me going this whole time. And so the pitch night went great. So I think I was in uh, feature film producing one. Oh, a class? Yes. Okay. Um, so, so they made that, that class specifically for the feature film program. So it was brand new. We were just like figuring everything out. And in that class, we would kind of refine our stories, um, talk about it with the class, that kind of thing. And then, um, so I think just like, and then, you know, after that, they just immediately tell you to start writing your script. So, gosh, I think I wrote about 130 pages for my first draft. And that oh, was wow. in about like two months. Um, so just writing constantly and constantly and constantly. And I just, I mean, even if I wasn't chosen, I was so proud of myself because I'd never written that much before. And I'd never written in this format. So... I'd like to give myself a pat on the back oh, for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because um, it's it's quite a feat. And so um, after that, then, oh my gosh, it is such a funny story. So it was between me and two other scripts at that point. And oh my gosh, I was already just ecstatic. I was like, even if I'm not chosen, like it's God has just like given me so much joy in doing this and writing and realizing that I love to write like it was such an important journey for me to be able to hone my craft and really believe in myself right. but anyway um so yeah it was between me and two other people and then uh oh my gosh I went into Professor Simon's uh, office and um he just said, I have some bad news for you. And I was like, okay, my script wasn't chosen. That's fine. We're all, we're fine. And then he was like, you're going to have to do some more writing because your script was chosen. Wow. I know. Oh my gosh. He's such a prankster. That I'm, is funny. I still have a slight chip on my shoulder from that just because he just totally got me there. And um, so from there, was it like, boom, day one, now we're, you're going into production mode of it? Um, no, not from then. It, oh, I still had a few more months before we would start producing. So I still had time to write. And I just went through so many drafts. Oh my gosh. I mean, this story has gone through so many different character arcs and, mm -hmm. you know, removing and adding characters. Um, and I love every single version of it. Um, so once that was done, oh my goodness, that that I finished, like, I was still writing a little bit even when we were, you know, going through the process. Of and filming? Not filming, that would have been crazy, but pretty much up until when we started shooting, mm -hmm. we were still making tiny little 
fixes here and there, mostly for for a producibility standpoint, because, you know, that's another really important thing is budget. (laughs) You have to definitely cut characters and cut scenes, which was difficult, but um, that also gave me a lot of learning experience um, because you want to make a story that's so good that you can, you know, cut here and there and it still has the central you know, idea of it. And um, that's kind of one of the bittersweet parts about screenwriting definitely is, you know, you have to kill your babies as they say. So um, just really quick, we're, we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask two more really quick questions. First, um, what was it like to see it finally come to life? Cause you were on set a couple days. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, it's always going to be different than what you you know, expected it to be, but, um, you know, just seeing it and seeing the actors say like the lines and it's so fun, but it's also very surreal. It's like, you know, when you're writing alone in your room, all these nights, you don't think that you're ever going to see it. And you, you have such a clear vision for it in your head. Um, it's exciting, but also nerve wracking to see some, like the director take it and, make it her own and you know we have our own locations that are going to be different we have actors who might look or act different than you expected um it was really like that coming out of your own you know surrendering your own imagination and accepting reality which i think is a is a true gift in in our own lives i mean we call it you know emotional chastity more Mm -hmm. so i feel like in our in terms of our 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 catholic culture but it's so true like the the idea of you know really, I mean, just surrendering that imagination and being like, okay, here's what we've got and accepting it for the beauty that is right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was something you really had to do as you watched us, you know? Yeah. It's very, you have to like collaborate. Totally. And it's not yours anymore. It's not, you know? but it's, I mean, but it is, I mean, it's so beautiful. Cause yeah, you gave like that. I mean, without your idea, it would not have happened. And I right. think so really quickly, will you just tell us a, a short summary and the title of this feature film work that we've been talking about. Of course. So it's called um, Oh Brawling Love. It's about two acting students who are like theater actors and they um, are like rivals for a cash prize um, for like the best acting performance uh, when they do Romeo and Juliet. Um, So it's basically about these two actors who like kind of hate each other's guts. And so they... um, but they have they they're acting as Romeo and Juliet. So basically, through the play, they're learning how to you know genuinely love and care for each other. And at the end of it, they start falling in love. And you know, on the day of the performance, they both decide to mess up their lines so that they can like the other person can win the scholarship or the the cash prize. And basically, it just ends up in total, you know just like crazy the whole stage is ruined everything's ruined but finally they're like together and they've shown you know a true act of love for each other and and that's like the real story that I want to portray and I I just love that because it's so true in like our lives how we often you know because we're fickle and we are broken human beings we always have to hit our little rock bottom in order Mm -hmm. to start to climb up again exactly. and I and I loved that with the story how it was like they really had to hit a low 
in order to start climbing out of it. And they, their growth came from, oh my gosh, they really hurt each other. And then it was like, now we will choose love instead. And, Mm -hmm. and that was really beautiful. And I think that's what is so powerful about your craft. I mean, like the stories reflect humanity. And like we were saying that, that inner life, it's just, it's so much in us and and movies can just totally be a mirror and we can't have a movie without a screenplay. So thank (laughs) Thank you, you, Bella. (laughs) Um, this has just been like an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and for hearing all about, you know, your journey with, with screenwriting. Oh my um, gosh, thank you. I feel so honored. Oh my gosh, of course. Um, so yeah, thank you, Bella. Everyone, if you could just remember Bella in your prayers this week as she continues to discover her artistic vocation. Just after this short break, we will be joined by another screenwriter. Um, his name is Jacob Woodward, and he also doubles as a director. So he will be bringing a really unique perspective um, since he directs his own written material. So you will not want to miss that. Stay tuned. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. But remember, you are listening to Letter to Artists on JP2 Radio. I'm your host, Bailey Garland, and I will be back with you soon. And welcome back to Letter to Artists on JP2 Radio. I am your host for the hour, Bailey Garland, and I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. Earlier in the show, we were chatting with Bella Lake, another screenwriter who just made her feature film screenplay debut, and that was so exciting. So we heard all about the trials, the excitement, and kind of her trust in the Lord as she was collaborating with a creative team to take her vision to the big screen, and how that surrender of her creative work during the process mirrors the surrendering of our plans and and expectations to God and who often takes our foundation and, and builds something much different from it. So that was a great conversation. If you missed it, be sure to, to check it out on the website later. But now in the studio, I have with me Jacob Woodward, who is another senior from John Paul the Great Catholic University. And he is also a screenwriting student who is also a director. So he's got a lot to unpack for us today. So welcome, Jacob. Hello. It's good to finally be on here with you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you. I know it's been a long time. We've been you know, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm glad you're finally getting in the studio. But yeah. oh, why don't before we begin, we'll just say a quick prayer. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. We cover ourselves in the whole world in the blood of Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this day and for this time together. We ask the Holy Spirit to be with us and guide us in our conversation. We know that we are not strong enough to carry the burdens of this life. So we put all of the weight on your shoulders and we ask you to intercede for us by the breath of your life, of our lives. And thank you, Jesus, for being with us every moment of every day. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Jacob, why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so so I mean I'm a senior at the university, like you said. Um, so I'll be graduating pretty soon. But I'm from Colorado. Um, I was born in Utah, but pretty much I was raised in Colorado, and like I got into film from a pretty young age, uh, doing like stop motion and stuff. I don't know if you know. What oh, stop cool. Motion is with, Can like, you tell us a little bit Legos. about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I mean, it's just uh, it's like animation. Okay. With uh, with little Lego guys. Because I loved Legos as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got into it. Um, started with that. Started with uh, photography. Um, I guess I started with photography and then got into stop motion after my dad gave me the old camera. Um, and so I just loved the visual art. I was always taking pictures. Um, 
And so that eventually turned into stop motion, which eventually turned into uh, film. And and I don't, I don't know what age I got into it, but um, I've, I've known for a long time I wanted to get into film. I was, always loved it. Um, got into screenwriting as well. That's probably what got me more into actual filmmaking. So it was screenwriting oh, cool. first. And then from there, I switched kind of from stop motion, right, as a kid into a... Uh, the film so how was um when you got into screenwriting did you just decide one day like hey I want to write a movie or did you take a class or how did that work um so through high school I, w- I was homeschooled for high school like before that I went to public and private schools but for for high school I was homeschooled and there was a a course I took um actually I think it was a filmmaking course I don't think it was screenwriting um but I think that's kind of what, what uh, started me on screenwriting. Because, um, like, with the, the stop motion stuff, like, you got to have a script to make a movie. And so, and so obviously, I didn't know how to write a screenplay then, right? Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It kind of just went on from there. Just like, from there, like, yeah. Like, Eventually, the scripts got so big that I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't really want to apply this to stop motion. Like, I'd rather write these for real, like, mm. real life, yeah. like for uh, live action stuff. Right. And so, so I guess that's where the transition was that I said, okay, I, I really like this. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, what's kind of like the the process of writing a script? Can you give us like a little brief description? Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I know this is kind of one of the later questions about like one of the challenges, but it's, it kind of oh, ties in right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, it all starts with an idea, right? And one of the biggest challenges is having those ideas. Like they don't just happen every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have like a whole, a whole book of ideas that I want to write, maybe a couple at a time, right? And, and, but those ideas can be a bunch of different things, maybe like a scene that I have in mind or a character, or a prompt, um, and so kind of to, to develop a script from that, it can take a long time, um, I, you just like, like, I know everyone's got a kind of different process, but I, I usually sit on it for a long time, as I kind of develop an outline in that stuff. Um, so you set up the idea, and then from there, do you do like, do you just start writing, or do you have like a process oh yeah no no I don't I definitely don't start writing um I take a long time because <laughs> I wanted to get it I want to have a pretty like solid roadmap before I get going um so I just I have a direction but like but like if it all started with a, with a scene that I had in mind um a lot of the times I end up actually cutting that scene from the final thing oh wow so I think it's really funny mm-hmm. that just doesn't end up in it uh just because it doesn't fit in the story and it's kind of that's where it started but it, it developed past that right oh that's that really cool thing. so mostly i've written short films but like for example i wrote kind of like a feature film mm-hmm. uh back when i was in high school and i had a couple ideas for scenes and i i developed it for like a good amount of time probably over half a year um and then ended up writing it and with like the second draft most of those scenes got cut out I think that's kind of funny because I actually, as you were saying that, I was like, wow, tying this, I mean, this is a Catholic show. We're going to talk about God. So I just think how funny that is that like our original idea in our lives, like it never ends up 
like we never end up like going directly into that position usually I mean very rarely do you hear a story of someone being like oh I had this scene in my head as what my life was going to be and then it played out exactly like that like no it like in your words it got cut from the end like the end movie or the the total film of our lives just thinking of our lives like that like I remember how often the Lord has like twist and turned me in my own story being like oh I'm gonna do this and then he brings me to a place and then the whole idea that I had got cut from the picture so I kind of love that but um bringing it back to in the actual screenwriting you're also a director correct mm-hmm. so, oh sorry so I mean I, I came to the school as mm-hmm. a production student yeah I still am but um I added screenwriting as I went Oh, wow. So I was already taking the screenwriting classes, and then I found out I was on the track to get a, a, a dual emphasis. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. In screenwriting, so I, I got it while I was on track with it. So does that help you when you're, vice like, so vice versa kind of, does it help you knowing that you're going to direct the scripts that you are writing while you're writing? And then does it help you as a director know, like, oh, how I need to write to communicate to myself? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've, I've only ever directed scripts that I've written. Oh, cool. Honestly, I do kind of wish I, I did direct somebody else's script just to, um, kind of get a feel for that and see how that works. But yeah, every script that I've directed, I've also written and every script I've written. Well, no, definitely not every script I've written I've directed. Most of them get trashed. <laughs> um, that's pretty impressive though. And does that, I mean... I guess you don't have anything to compare it to because you said you've never directed somebody else's, but how is that easy for you to cut things or does it make it harder because it's your work and you know the time and effort you put into that first original idea, you know? Ooh. Um, some one of our professors always say, Professor Riley, he always says, kill your darling. I, mean, I don't know if Professor Riley or who it is. It, but, I um, think it is yeah, Professor so Riley. Too. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, but yeah, kill your darling. Mm-hmm. And, and that happens so much in screenwriting because as a writer, like you get super attached to anything. It could be your characters, a certain scene, like it's so easy to get attached to something because you spend so much time with it. And, but, but a lot of, some of the time, a good amount of the time, it might have to change. And it can be hard because you're, you've, you're like, oh, this is perfect. This is great. And, and, but really it's not. And you're just so in love with the idea. Um, I, I try my best to, uh, be very open to cutting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like it's all in favor of the story and if it's not working for the story, it's not working. And like, I'm always so nervous to share my work with people. Um, and especially screenplays because you spent so much time on it before any other eyes have even seen it. And you're like, I've put in so much time. What if this is just terrible? And this person, this person who I, I show it to, like, they just hate it. And I've spent so much time on it. Right. Um, I lost my train of thought. Well, I actually, I'm going to jump in then while maybe you get back on your train of thought because this was so cool because it was kind of tying into what we were just talking about, the kill your dar- darlings, meaning like detach from your own original ideas. Because, and again, what we were talking about earlier, like how God works in our lives to move in our stories, just like we have to be detached of our own will because we might love the idea of us being, right, right now, you might love the idea of you being a director. And then five years from now, that brought you into a whole new world. And Lord's like, actually, I'm going to pivot you. And now you're going to become an actor, Jacob, or something, something like that, you know? And I just think, wow, what a, what a practice and detachment to say, I'm going to direct this piece, but I'm going to 
you know, if something's not working, then I have to let it go. Or if something's not in the budget or not fitting things correctly, um, we're going to have to just let it go. And so I just think what it, what an act of faith that is. Um, do you remember your, your train of thought or do you want me to? Uh, kind of, kind of. So Great. I was just talking about, um, yeah, showing your work to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it can be scary because right. you don't know what they're going to think of it. Mm-hmm. And, and if they say, you know, um, maybe this part, you don't need it. And that's like the part you love the most. You just got to cut it. You just got to cut it. And that's got to be so hard, especially like, yeah, with the opinions of others. And I mean, you're giving it to people you trust to say for that very reason, mm-hmm. you know, to like help you make it as good as it can be. Um, so it's like trusting the advice of someone else. If it's not working, it it's really not working. But um, really quick, um, I just want to do a quick reset for everybody. Um, if you're just joining us now, you are hearing from student screenwriter and director and director. Jacob Woodward, who is joining us in the vault for this episode of Letter to Artists to discuss screenwriting. And as a bonus, we get his insights on how his experience in directing his own screenplays influences his writing. But before we dive back in, um, I want to remind everyone of that quote from St. John Paul II's Letter to Artists. He says, works of art speak of their authors. They enable us to know their inner life and they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. So here in the studio now, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jacob Woodward about that very observation. So Jacob, I just, I gotta ask, so how as a screenwriter and a director, you know, you're putting two separate art forms into the world kind of at once. Um, and you almost get like a, a double reflection of you. You get that like black and white image as you're writing and then you bring it to life. Um, in what ways, when you're when you're writing or when you're bringing them to life, do you feel they're a reflection of you? And in, in what way? Okay, so, so I was hoping you would. I was waiting for you to ask this question because, like, I think it's a great question. Um, and ever, like earlier, I think it was last quarter for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we a group of us went to uh, we all went on a Sundance retreat to the the film festival um, because of like COVID. You oh, couldn't yeah. actually go to Sundance, so we just went up to kind of like an Airbnb and kind of had a week in retreat watching the films and talking about them. Um, and one of the discussions that we had um, was kind of our fears as artists. Um, and something I remember mentioning is just like the the fear that like as artists, we have to be super vulnerable mm-hmm. um, because I mean, like, I mean, like the quote says, art is a like direct reflection of the artist. Um, even if they don't know it at first, like, it's crazy how much as, like, writing a story, when when you keep on working on it, like, it's crazy how, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, like, just how it can reveal stuff about you, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like me that I'm writing about, and you don't realize it at first, and, and so yeah, one of the things I shared was that, like, I've got a fear of being vulnerable with people, because, as as kind of I've like deepened my craft, I think I've also become more uh, vulnerable with my my storytelling and screenwriting, and like it becomes more and more about me. And and so there's been pieces that I've written that I'm like, oh wow, I'm kind of scared to show this to people because they're gonna like see right into me, and and know what I'm dealing with because I'll like write about things like just anything I'm going through. And it may not be like a uh, surface level, super obvious, um, 
but it seems that way to me because I'm like, wow, this is exactly what's happening. And so it's kind of scary. Um, yeah. That is, I mean, it is scary because you're just pouring your, like, your heart, your ideas out there for everyone to watch. And I think what a beautiful way to allow people um, the chance to connect with you, too. I mean, it's through these stories that a lot of times, I mean, we talk about this, I think, in, in another episode about how it's healing for um people to watch movies to read stories where they can identify with them and to know that not only are they going through that and they see a, a character a make-believe person going through it but possibly that director or that writer was going through the exact same thing and now they're telling this story because they feel like it needs to be told so i feel like from an audience perspective that is very reassuring and, and like that's where why films or why art is so important, that beautiful connection that we can get by simply saying, hey, I've been there too, or hey, I've gone through this too. And that's why we need beautiful art and beautiful films, beautiful stories, because we want to show that there's hope. Or we talked about another one, or give warning of what, what happens, you know, if, if this is the road you choose. But to say like, hey, you're not alone. I, the director, I, the storyteller, have walked down that path as well. Um, kind of actually in that conversation, what is something, um, in that quote, it says Otter, artists offer to the history of culture. And I'm just wondering, um, a little bit of like your own mission statement. Do you have something that, that drives you, um, in the stories that you're telling? Do you, do you find a theme? Oh, like a, like a reoccurring theme? Oh yeah. Or just like, what do you offer history in that, that you find yourself constantly being called to tell certain stories? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, I've got a lot of stories that I kind of see reoccurring themes and stuff like that. Um, for example, so my senior project that I just directed um, called Purple Heart. It's a World War II film about a, a private Stephen. He's returning home after the war to, and he goes to visit his fiance and her parents. But their son died during the war. And his future mother-in-law blames him for the death and he blames himself as well. And so, I mean, there's a, that puts a rift right there because he, he wants, obviously, he's soon to be fiance. Sorry, they're not engaged yet. He's going to propose. And, and, but he needs to get her mother's blessing and she won't give it to him. And so it's about them reconnecting. Um, and so that's like a story about like forgiveness and healing, um, but also I'm mean, dealing with loss. Um, and personally, I've, I've never lost anyone. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had anyone close to me like pass away. Um, and then like other stories, like the, the feature script that I told you I wrote, wrote mm -hmm. which will probably never see the light of day. Maybe it will eventually. Like, <laughs> maybe one day. I still think it's a cool idea. I'll keep working on it. It just needs more development, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Um, but I mean, that one is about... Uh, kind of just dealing with, with uh, like the consequences of our actions um, and so I, like those two I, I see are kind of tied just because in the Purple Heart my senior project like Private Stephen who feels responsible for for the son's death even though he was or wasn't responsible um, he's still like taking those steps to reconnect um, and so like dealing with your past is kind of uh, like a reoccurring theme that I see popping up for me I mean, just like anybody, everyone 
has at rough points in their life, uh, maybe in their childhood. And, and like, it, it wasn't something that I realized when I was writing about, um, I was like, wow, this is, this is like very close to my heart. And, and I just think it's amazing that like as artists, how we're able to almost like subconsciously share like ourselves. Oh, totally. Wow. That, I mean, this is, I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I think this is super powerful and really, really good for people to hear that, um, that this is what, you know, that vocation to artistry takes is that amount of vulnerability and how, um, you know, you can put yourself out there and clearly the Lord is using it to heal our own hearts first. You know, like this is why we are called to do the things we're called to do because they're for our own hearts first. And then praise be to God, he brings people into our lives and crossing our paths who either can help us along in that struggle or share the same thing. And we're healing and growing and walking together on those, those journeys. But I love that that's something that you're able to present still, despite the fact that it might be close to your heart, that you're able to say, but this is what I, what I want to tell. And these are the experiences that I've had. And this is all I can give to the world is what I know, you know? Um, so I guess, again, going off of that, um, has that been sort of a meeting place for you in, in the Lord or how, um, how has like your, your prayer life or your, you know, your Catholic background kind of worked itself into your career as an artist yeah so i'm pretty sure jp2 mentioned mentions this in his letter about how god as our creator mm-hmm. creates us and obviously we can't create in that sense like creation from nothing we can't do that um i don't know what a better term would be like craft um but like like i'll just use create for sure. for yeah so like we we create too um create quote 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 <laughs> um but because we're made like in the image and likeness right of god and so i think it makes sense that that as our create creator god is our creator we're also called to create things um and so i've always felt called to to make films and and so i feel like that's my calling i hope uh you know like you said maybe i'll become an actor one day and i have no idea that <laughs> I'm not supposed to be a director or a screenwriter, but right. I hope I am. Mm. <laughs> and and so I feel like because of that, that is how I and a lot of us are called to um, like spread the gospel. I don't want to sound like super preachy. Like oh right, that's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and and I think I do that personally through the themes right. that, that I have in my stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because like themes of forgiveness, um, healing, those are all super universal themes. And, and something with art that I've learned from my professors is that, you know, the more specific you are with your art, the more personal it is to you, the more universal it is to everyone else because everyone can relate to that, which, which you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and so just by, by, you know, yeah, having that vulnerability and specificity in your work, like, it can reach everyone. And so I think that's a great way to to reach out to people um, through your artwork about, about um, you know, faith. Right. Faith in God. 
Um, and like my work, it's not like it definitely won't be um, maybe like obvious, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, what's the word? Like, surface. Like, on the surface, maybe you won't see that, like, I'm a Christian film, like, Catholic filmmaker. Um, and I, I think that's kind of better because I know people will get turned away, right? They're like, oh, Catholic, like, oh, it's probably terrible. Or, like, a Christian film. Oh, I don't want to see that. Right, that stigma that we've got going yeah, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think there are some films that kind of warrant that. But... But I think it's so much better when when it's not like kind of punching you in the face, um, because I don't know if like invasive is the right word, but like it's I feel like it's more invasive and like you know what I'm trying to say I don't think that's the right word, like it'll get into your life and and change you and you don't even know yes that. Mm-hmm. and so I think that's I the think better in approach. invasive is a it seems like a strong term but it 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 creeps in it just like yeah. starts to filter in and blend a little bit more. Um, we're running out of time, but I do have, I want to ask you one more question. Kind of going along that, being, you know, a young Catholic male, just, you know, living living your life as a college student and now transitioning into young adulthood, into the real world. What are some practical ways um, that you balance, you know, your, your prayer life as well as your career life? What does that look like? Um. I mean, I say just a big thing is having, you know, your routine routine and being disciplined to it. So, like, I just, last night, I was on a, a shoot down in San Diego with a company. It was an all-night shoot, so it went from 7 to 7 a.m. So, I got, I got back home at 8 a.m. this morning. I'm very tired. Um, and and so, it can be, like, rough times like that. Like, like you got to make sure you're getting sleep and stuff. Um, but I think just the big thing is um, making sure you have that routine, making sure you're you're scheduling yourself and making sure you're um like you're not overloading yourself mm-hmm. because you're just going to collapse if you do right and so making sure you have the proper amount of time uh creating proper amount of time in prayer and social time and just anything so i, I think just making like uh just scheduling yourself and creating that routine to help you uh be successful, like uh, like uh, set yourself up for success instead of collapsing. Right, and I, that's that's perfect. And I was I was just thinking as you were saying that too, like protecting that time. Like you, you know, you're like this is my time to create. This is my time when I'm gonna pray and to like, you know, protect it. Be like, no, I know that I need to have these these two things in balance. The sh- the social life, huge aspect, and um, you know, surrounding. I love our president, Dr. Connolly, loves to, uh, and I don't know commend Jacob's group of friends <laughs> he really wanted him to be on the radio before before he graduated um and so I think yeah surrounding yourself with those right people that you're gonna have the good social time with is is so important as well but um anyway Jacob thank you so much for being here today thank you this has been such a great conversation um I'm so happy you all got to tune in with us today so thank you to our listeners for putting on AM 1450 for JP2 Radio. This was another episode of Letter to Artists. If you missed it, you can check out the encore of the show at jp2radio.com. And while you're on the website, 
Contact us with your thoughts on the show, especially if something struck you or if you have a particular artistic topic that you want us to talk about. We want to hear from you. So you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Just search it. Search it. Okay. It's JP2 Catholic Radio. All right. That's all we've got for you today. I am your host, Bailey Garland from John Paul the Great Catholic University. You just tuned into Lettered Artists. We are signing off with some encouragement for your day. Be not afraid. You artists who perceive in yourselves this kind of divine spark. As poet, writer, actor, architect, sculptor, musician, feel the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it, to put it at the service of your neighbor and of humanity as a whole. May the beauty which you pass on to generations still to come be such that it will stir them to wonder. Society needs you, artists. The world in which we live needs beauty.